Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are live at Temple Base Studios right here in Hollyweird, California. Everyone, please go to social media and follow us. Instagram is... Is and Twitter is Jasper Cole says and Facebook Jasper Cole. You can go to jaspercole.com and there's a link for one on one with Jasper Cole and follow us there and check out all the archive shows on iTunes, iHeart, all the other platforms. Anyway, it is politics and it's breaking the news. And I'm so happy to welcome my usual breaking the news co host, Mr. Michael Taylor Gray. What? How did I get here? Did you put Rohypnol in my Geritol? Come on, Muller. I'm I'm with it. Get with it. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. Yeah, it's so hot out. I love it. So hot. Well, it was 116 in Palm Springs, if anybody cares. Braggart. But it was a dry heat. (laughs) So was a sauna. Hot as hot. Well, speaking of hot, yeah, we are really excited to have a very special co-host today, mm-hmm. and I'm a little biased because she's a Newman Thomas client, as is Michael Taylor Gray. Please welcome actress, producer, host, everything, Erica Renee Davis. Listen, Yay. if there is uh, a sound effect, round of applause now is the time that to play will be it. put in. <laughs> yeah. That goes in later. Okay, definitely. In fact, they just heard it, they but we didn't it. know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to make sure. Thank oh, you yeah. for that. Everybody gets their uh, <laughs> applause. Now, with yeah. Erica, we definitely swipe right. Oh, we would swipe right. Yeah. Okay. I it's promise a shame you. We don't have a camera. It's true. She's gorgeous. Guys, they're, they're really gassing me up big time, and I appreciate no. it because oh, it's no. such an honor to have you. Listen, I was outside filming something else prior to coming here, and my roots like started getting super nappy, which I love my oh, nappy what curls. What does that do? Oh, so for black hair, yeah, the for, sun. The, well, depending on if what kind of chemicals you have or don't have on your oh. hair, um, when you, when you're in you're, the sun and like your your scalp starts sweating, is it like humidity it, makes it worse? Humidity makes your What's your, your hair, hair curl. Oh, it makes it curl. Yeah, in exactly. general, but in you're general, saying yeah. with black women, it... well, with black women who don't have chemical on their hair, like if you leave the house looking one way with straight hair, and you go out in the sun and you sweat your hair out, you might go back home looking a completely different way. And you're one of the few women, <laughs> black women, that have your natural hair. Well, right now. Well, right now I have several little things going on. Right. Well, I do too. <laughs> I mean, that's why some I'm chemical wearing a, action. Going I'm wearing on a hat. Right, right. No, but your so, hair looks beautiful. Thank you. It does. Thank you. Erica, you have seen probably on Michaela on HLN. Rest on in CNN. peace, Michaela. Show not Michaela. Oh, she didn't you die. Scare me. <laughs> But the sh- but the <laughs> show the show died. Okay. I thought oh, the, show the diabetes died. The show died. had got her. But uh, <laughs> oh wow! 
I yeah no her show I loved her show I, I did too she, yeah do you know is she at CNN still um I haven't seen her on CNN or HLN since her show got she'll canceled. she'll pop up somewhere I'm sure she she'll will rebound. she yeah. won't go back local will she you know I don't know because they loved her local I wonder if I she regrets leaving local yeah. you know because sometimes it's not always greener on the on the other side but well the, Shelley Long found that she out. certainly did wait who was that Shelley, Shelley Long. Long Cheers, Cheers. She, oh. Yeah. Where everybody forgets your everybody name. Everybody forgets your yeah. name. Um, Michaela going from local to HLN. Yeah. Uh, and CNN before that. And CNN before that. But the thing with HLN is that HLN seems to be like a fledgling yeah. network anyway. So They're sort of. So you never know. But you got to take risks in life. Right. Everyone's choices are half chance. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's true. I stole that Was quote. Was that a Tyler Perry quote? Absolutely not. <laughs> It wasn't. Not. It wasn't. It was a. Um, I think is is it Buzz Martha Stewart? Who who? Absolutely not. I think it was Darla from a Little one, Rascals. On one of my housewife shows <laughs> this week, someone had the audacity to be very serious and gave a beautiful quote, and then said it was from Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry, but I don't think he's Maya Angelou. You know. No. So. The best and worst of us all can pull a good quote out our asses from time to time. Right. So there you Just go. Just make sure your kitchen's clean when you're pulling out that quote. <laughs> and kitchen, he means the back of the your back of Yes, that's what I, I mean. learned that there once. You With, <laughs> when you wear a ponytail, you got to have your kitchen. See, folks, yeah. you learn all kinds of stuff on Breaking the News. We're not you just too. talking politics, current events. We're talking black women's hair. We are. In Tyler the Perry, back of your neck. which is the same thing. And <laughs> I will not. And Michaela uh, on HLN. And yes. Erica and also diabetes. appeared on Daily Blast Live, which is a nationally syndicated uh, show out of yeah, Denver. It's a nationally and syndicated show um, that some of my producers from Dr. Drew on HLN. Right. Um, it's all connected. It's all connected. So it's really helpful to know anyone who out there who's listening. Like once you get your foot in the door, keep right. your relationship strong keep because you never know like who you're going to need. At your next audition, your next exactly. job. Exactly. So, and Erica is also a writer and a producer. She has a wonderful show called Posers. Yes. Oh, she yes. wrote, produced, starred in, yes. pretty much directed, edited, did the craft services, wardrobe. Did she cater transportation? To? Listen, listen, psychotherapy. What else? Shout out to my writing partner yes. though. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Annie, and she's an actress as well. She's a new mother. She she's a new mom. Yes. Congratulations, Annie. She's yes. a new mommy. The baby's six months old now. He's get he gets christened this week, actually. Oh wow! wow. But yeah, so we did. But so you together. did that, and What's then that? we're not going to divulge details, but we are celebrating even bigger news because Erica has also just sold her first reality show wow. to a major network. And is going into the development process as we speak. And it's something she created. She has a co-producer, but she created it. It's her baby. It's based on uh, something she grew up doing in Georgia. Yep. When does your baby get nothing christened? Nothing to do with marrying cousins. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not that she did that. Although, actually, did y'all, did you Erica, marry that might not be a bad spinoff. Right. Listen. Cousins oh, who, My you know family what? pretty much did that. You're from Ohio. So. Yeah, yeah. My, well, my mom's baby sister married into the same family as my father's. Oh, honey, what? that's getting She married his uncle, who is seven years younger than him. Wait. That's Moscow Mitch territory, yeah. Kentucky. Moscow it's Mitch. right. Yeah. 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 
Well, listen, let's get... Speaking of Moscow, Mitch. Yeah. Hashtag, I guess that's the new hashtag for Mitch McConnell. Oh, perfect. Because he's done everything he can to he's block any be. kind of legislation right. on any to protect level. protect our voting rights. Yeah. But more recently, he... This week, right? He, yeah. Doesn't give a damn about Russia, meddling, voting rights, or He just or wants else. us to move on. Yeah. Right. So... We'll go right into the big event. I don't know. We'll we'll decide if it was a big event with the Mueller hearings this week. Um, Erica, jump in, guys. What do you think? Uh, okay, so I'm going to take, I think you guys might disagree with me on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, want, I want that other side. Um, uh, Although I might be on your side. Okay. Well, a lot of the commentary, particularly Nicole Wallace, who is a Republican, but she's on MSNBC. MSNBC. Who I, like. I love mm-hmm. Nicole Wallace. She always has cute outfits and right, great well, hair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and she's really smart. More importantly, she's really smart. She really is. Yeah. Like um, but her, one of her talking points was that we were all hoping that the movie was going to be better than the book. book. And we, if you're watching it, especially if you're a layman, like mm-hmm. if you're just a lay person who really hardly follows politics, you were expecting something super entertaining. But I personally think as blah as Robert Mueller came across on television, we're all in the entertainment industry, so we could all agree that he did not come across right. the most charismatic. His job is not to be Tom Cruise. His, right. not, his job is not to be you know, Will Smith or The Rock. His job is to make sure, or his job was to make sure that the American people heard from the horse's mouth the most succinct version, succinct being relative, seven and a half hours later, um, <laughs> version of the facts that Probably 98% of us didn't read. No. Including so. Congress. Right. Yeah. So. Thank you very much. Right. So I wasn't particularly enamored with his lack of performance, but I wasn't expect for him to, to take the stage right. and, you know, be the Which, next star of Hamlet. I, I, I agree with you. And I actually think that was a mistake on a lot of the Democrat pundits and CNN. Yeah. I blame CNN for a lot of stuff, but they hyped it so much mm-hmm. and they and they know better because he had already announced pretty much, I'm not going to veer off of mm-hmm. the report. And he was reluctant to begin with. Right. Yeah. He, he was subpoenaed. Everybody, exactly. And who hasn't been? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who hasn't been well, subpoenaed? I'm hoping to be <laughs> for some reason. Subpoenaed? Just get some good press. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> several times. So you've got to turn it down and they keep coming back. No such right. thing as bad press. Right. Wow. Thomas PR. Right. Well, the thing is. Thank you. Call frequently. <laughs> uh, I didn't care about the optics, and I got so tired of that aspect of it, mm-hmm. people bringing that up. Why should we care about that? Mm-hmm. We're so. We're so immersed in the the cosmetics of things, right. and we've got to let that go right. and listen to the narrative. And you're exact. You're exactly right, Erica. What was important was that he just reaffirmed the narrative in the book, so to speak. It was just like listening to it, like you're right. driving along, driving back but to Palm Springs, we need, and listening we need to the, the audio book. Yeah, because I mean, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to cop to it. I don't read like as much mm-hmm. as I should. But I will listen to a book on tape in well, the car. Well, let's do it. So why doesn't Mueller? Wouldn't that be great? Well, yeah. if he actually read the damn report. But didn't the celebrities in, um, in New York? It, they did yeah. the play. They did it here yeah. too. Oh, they did it here in yeah. LA. Um, the one thing I can say that did stand out to me 
on the during the Mueller hearing was that he did answer the question in the first half before halftime. He did say, you know, once Trump is out of office, he could he can be still charged. Stay in charge. Yeah, he can still stand. And, and I don't. Yeah. And, the, and the Republican who asked him that question was right. surprised and asked him again. He doubled down on it. <laughs> he did. He's like, so uh, stupid. He's like, yeah. shit, that was the wrong answer. But yeah. did you guys also notice, and some pundit brought this up, I didn't notice it, not one Republican really defended Trump's actions. They mm-hmm. were very much just about Mueller and trying to discredit him, but at no point did they ever really... Try to try to tear down the charges. They didn't really say that's not true. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. It was just about Mueller. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. That's very telling. Right. Because you know good and well behind the scenes, those Republicans hate Trump's guts. Their constituents love him. And they want, they've, they're trying to come up, they want to be reelected. Right. And that's the problem with politics in general. They're trying to please yeah. the folks back home. And get reelected. re-elected. Well, here's my suggestion <laughs> to all those Democrats and independents and Republicans who really want to speak out. Record the motherfuckers who say this behind the, the scenes, scenes and yes. let us hear it. That's I'm so truth. tired of hearing that. Right. Yeah. Because you'll hear like people like Nicole Wallace and all these people say, sources tell my mm-hmm. sources, my Republican sources tell me, which means they're close to some of these senators or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're telling how they really would like to kill him behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Not literally, right. but, you know. I would no, love to hear Lindsay literally. Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. Miss, Miss Lindsay. Lindsay. Did she speak out about the Mueller hearings? I didn't hear her say anything. I haven't heard him. I don't, I don't, can't do that. Right. Um, but I haven't heard um, Lindsay say anything post-Mueller, not to say that he hasn't. Um, right. I just find it very, I, I just can't wrap my brain around his turn, his hypocrisy. Like there, there's so much hypocrisy in the Republican Party. Period. But his hypocrisy is very. And listen, I'm not here to out anybody. I don't know his sexual orientation. Everybody in the world assumes that he's gay, and yeah. that's fine. But for you to be a gay man in America, <laughs> Lindsey Graham, like, how do you continue outwardly supporting someone who is so against, you know, your community? That's how I feel about black people who yeah. support Trump. Like, he's not for us. It's like, not for you. if you're not a straight, white, rich man, he's not for you. Well, and there's also this theory that we don't know what did Trump suddenly fi- get on Lindsay, Lindsay besides being gay. Mm-hmm. Or is Mitch, there, too. Is there. Um, what, He's got to have something on Mitch as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is there a sex tape? Is there something oh, horrible? Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. So he, because you're right, Mitch, I mean, uh, uh, Lindsay in particular just completely flipped. Yeah. And it's almost like as soon as John McCain died, you know, John McCain was one of his mentors, mentors yeah. and he's so close to Meghan McCain. Yeah. And it's almost like the moment John died, and he didn't really even stand up for McCain After he died Mm -hmm. and Trump was going after the McCain family, the funeral, that whole thing, Lindsay didn't uh, speak up about it. And even, I do watch The View, Meghan McCain was visibly, and she was very disappointed that he was not speaking out about the racial statements that Mm -hmm. he was making recently. So it's, but you know. That's politics, right? I'm I'm a well. First of all, I doubled in broadcast news and political science at the University of She's Georgia. Go dogs! Go um, Bulldogs! Go Athens, dogs, Georgia. That's right. I'll be there several Saturdays, drunk, the, coming this fall. Um, <laughs> between the hedges. <laughs> between the hedges. Nice. But as a, as a 
politics, political junkie, history buff. I always watch World War II documentaries. And my parents, for example, like grew up in segregated South, like in the 60s. And I always watch these documentaries and watch our civil rights fights um, from Jim Crow South and mm-hmm. the Jim Crow era. And I think to myself, how did this happen? But now Where it's I'm here, watching you see it. it. You see it in motion. Complacency it is what it did. Is I'm just, and then I think, you know, one day if I ever have children, I currently have two nieces and a nephew. I think, what will I tell them mm-hmm. about what part I played to stand How's up? How's history going to look? And I find myself grappling with like guilt and like, am I doing enough? Am I saying enough? You know, am I giving myself too much of an excuse because I feel like my voice isn't loud enough? I mean, I'm rocking my Senator Kamala Harris shirt today. Yes. <laughs> I donate to campaigns and try to, I'm vocal on Twitter and I'm, I do platforms. I use platforms like this. Right. But I think 20 years from now, will my children and nieces and nephew be like... And is Trump going to still be in office in 20 years? Right. Mm-hmm. Look at Venezuela. That was an example of how right. that country eventually was taken over by... I have a client, Mauricio, who's from Venezuela and he was born and raised and he watched... This guy was sort of Trumpish. He got elected he was just as bad as Trump, mm-hmm. and then he wouldn't leave when he was when he finally was not elected and mm-hmm. he was defeated. He would not leave, and it's gotten to the point now where the family hotel was taken over, and Maurizio's mom now fled and lives in Hollywood with her son because mm-hmm. the government came in and took everything. So I know I'm being that's like taking it to the whole other extreme, but it's scary to think mm-hmm. that it could happen because we don't have. We don't have the checks and balances anymore. Yeah, I don't think peach impeachment's going to happen. No. I really don't. So we've got to rent those vans. We've got to do what a, lot, a large portion of the, of the black women in mm-hmm. Georgia did. In 2018. That, that made Roy Moore not win. In right? Alabama. Alabama. Al- uh, sorry, right. Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, the rent way those they, vans. In Georgia, they fought And Brian pick people Kemp up with, and yeah. take them to the polls. Right. We've got to really put our... our well, that's why the Republicans just do the voter it. suppression, because right, just yeah. on the number basis, Democrats, there are more Democrats. Mm-hmm. So if everyone yeah. would vote, but that's why they try to start suppressing the votes, right. purging voters and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's part of it. But back to the hearing, I yeah. feel like um, the whole Nancy Pelosi, you know, AOC, the four women and the sort of the infighting that's mm-hmm. happening. Here's my thing. I'm so happy AOC and DWT and whatever they are. I'm so happy for all four of them. I'm happy they're there. Yeah. But at the same time, Pelosi has a strategy. But does she? Well, I think now she came out today. I was listening in the car that they're going to, they're sort of starting inquiries by doing the legal processes that they're doing. With the grand subpoenaing for the grand jury testimony, trying to get Don McCann there because they're they're going back to the Nixon time with Watergate. Yeah, it took a whole year. Mm-hmm. The country was not for impeachment in the beginning of Watergate. It was like seventeen percent. Yeah, by the time and they the, were but finished, as they was... did the hearings and they got people like mm-hmm. Mueller, McGahn, mm-hmm. if they can get these people on TV, but I don't know. Part of me feels like. Everyone's got their jersey on, and if you've got a blue jersey on or you've got a red, I don't know. It's the independence, I think, that we have to try to move, right? Yeah. Well, the difference between now and then is that we have so many more options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got social media. Mm-hmm. We've got people buried in their phones 24-7. So we don't have just ABC, NBC, and That's CBS right. back that we did when we have Watergate. So when the Watergate hearing's on, that was a big deal that 
and families watch. Families right. watch. Yeah, your options are so much more limited then. So your focus is much right. more, you know, on point. Right. Now it's like, how do we get people to focus to that degree? Right, and and I don't. I mean. I wasn't alive during the Jim Crow era, but in my mind, I feel like it's more socially acceptable now to be a bigot. Yes, and because of Trump. Correct. Because you I'm have wrong. all those different platforms where you can be anonymous. Right. You can get on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, blah blah blah, <laughs> Tinder. Yeah, Grinder. Grinder. Right. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, I guess I'm just picking. But uh, it off feels of you. like you know they say the fish rots from the head down. Yeah. I mean, clearly. It's interesting because, like, I was so when Obama was elected, mm-hmm. I was thought, "Wow, I I wasn't so naive to think racism was going right. away." But I truly felt the country was moving in a, a a really good direction. Well, don't forget, Obama was elected, and five minutes later, Prop Eight passed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's the, and our right to marry was taken union, away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But but I guess my point is that I thought racially we were yeah. moving in this direction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when Obama was elected, the true under-the-ground racist started bubbling mm-hmm. up, and we saw that. And then Trump coming in, it's like bubbling up. They are they are up. Wearing they are it walking proudly. proudly. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, they all these people that are you know barbecue Becky and yeah. all these people that have their <laughs> yeah, cell yeah. phones and they're being t- taped. I, I'm with Erica. I'm 55 and you're much younger and you're, I am we're the same age. Yeah, but I I have two great nieces that yeah. are five years old and I think I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. We got to get this motherfucker out. Yeah. In 2020, do you guys sure. watch Years and Years on HBO? It's I a, haven't seen it. Um, it's a British show, and they they kind of play well, not kind of they play with the idea of what happens in America when Trump doesn't leave doesn't office. Leave. But then I think eventually he does leave, and then Pence take Pence takes over, but he's just a puppet of Trump as Trump. president. So it's like a, a third Trump um, oh presidency. My God. And it's it's really interesting to watch this British show on HBO that um, I, I was going to say parody, this parodying us, but, but it's, it's not a parody. Not. Like this is really what. Well, and considering what they've gone through, well, they're now, just who about their they just elected their own Trump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And almost every country, there's Trump like leaders yeah. now mm-hmm. in various. And I don't have mm-hmm. the exact countries, but Philippines. Okay, Venezuela, there's several Venezuela. that are very much like mm-hmm. Trump. I mean, this Boris Johnson, with all with all due respect to Trump, he kind of makes Trump look normal. I Does mean, he? I thought they were toe-in-toe for crazy. Well, I, he, I, they look he looks Trump, make he, looks, Trump look a little more polished. Polished. Gotcha. Okay. That's yeah. it. okay. It's so optics, it's happening again. worldwide, you know? I don't know. So let's... Well, okay, that's a perfect segue to hopefully... What's going to be our saving grace is our candidate for the 2020 Democrat candidate. We're do you moving, have some thoughts on that? I, uh, who, who do we... We're, we've got the second debates that just happened. Debates, right. Yeah. Uh, um, my, last week. Here are my very like... Two days ago. Superficial, abbreviated thoughts on 2020 Democratic candidate. I think that older people, white or black, are comfortable with Joe Biden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's the devil that they know. Yeah. Um, Interesting way to put it. Mm-hmm. And um, I do like that Kamala, um, who's my sorority sister, by the way, we're, we're 
women of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I love it. Okay. Um, I do like that our senator challenged Biden on his voting record when it came to the mm-hmm. busing rights. Mm-hmm. But I think that in a, on a debate stage, that doesn't that didn't really do a, a service to what all politicians during that time had to do mm-hmm. to try to work with right. the diehard racists. You know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Joe, I'm not calling Joe Biden a racist at all, but I am saying that he is a 74 year old man who probably was raised with some pretty mm-hmm. racist ideals in his family. He had to evolve. He had to evolve. And that's not yeah. me giving him an excuse, but that's just me saying like on one side, we have the older generation who knows Joe Biden. Right. We all love Obama. We all trust Joe Biden as Obama's sidekick. And then you have the younger generation who's all about Mayor Pete and we're all about you know Kamala and mm-hmm. we're all about like the sexier newer younger voice I'm not saying they're not qualified right right they all are but it's not the devil <laughs> we know so as far as who our 2020 Democratic candidate is going to be I I I almost feel like our safest bet and I'm not saying I that I would vote for Joe Biden in the primary but I almost feel like our, I'm going to vote for whatever Democrat. Uh, well, first I'll of all. vote for that right. water yeah. bottle yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the uh, general. Yeah. I nominate yeah. that water bottle. Yeah, me too. But I, I think that he probably will get the nomination just because he's just the easier, safest bet. And of course, we've learned to not really rely on right. polling. Hillary, right. but, we thought, was the easy, sure thing. Yeah, but I think that but the polling we numbers. Russia. We didn't have Russia. Oh, Or even go back to like Obama and Hillary in 08. Hillary was polling so much higher throughout the entire, and then the Iowa caucus happened. They were like, oh, who's this sexy little black man? man Who's this swagged out man? So I I do trust, though, Biden's polling, and he's polling so far ahead. Consistently. Well, that's why I think it's important who he picks as the vice president. There's got to be a way for him to. Well, I there's got to be a younger person, and well, I'm not think, an ageist. I'm I think not he an would pick Kamala. Person. I really do think he would pick Kamala. I, don't I think, think he'd that pick, would be an amazing. I don't think he'd pick ticket. Mayor Pete. I love Mayor. I Pete. I do too. And I think he has he's a place in our politics. He has a place. I think he, he's, he's ready. gonna. He's gonna he's, rise and do great. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think but, they might put him in the cabinet. Somewhere. Of course. But yeah. Harris has proven herself from yeah. California Attorney General, Senator, uh, and Elizabeth Warren is Secretary of State. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And maybe Bernie will finally go away. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, the Bernie people are going to oh, come Oh, now, don't say that. No, I love Bernie. Bernie is a place. I feel bad for Bernie because Elizabeth Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Sanders, <laughs> Elizabeth, <laughs> see? Well, see, you're broken up their Elizabeth marriage. Elizabeth Warren right. kind of has come in, <laughs> yeah. taken Bernie's, taken his but platform. has a much more pleasant package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are tired of that finger-wagging, rabbi-speaking I'm the teacher, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I just feel like he had his, I feel like he had his moment he did. last time. It, it's gone. And like you're saying, you're not an ageist. I think that, as you said, Michael, in this day and age, we're so like, we're immersed in our phones. We're always looking mm-hmm. at a screen. Yeah. And to that point, we're looking at what somebody looks like. The same way when JFK mm-hmm. first had his first debate, oh, yeah. the world was enamored Obama by him because he was sexy. Too. Obama too. So it in my mind, you know. Right. I mean, I mean, of course, politically and policy wise, I he's obviously a sound politician. Right. It but wasn't when I, Al Sharpton. <laughs> right. Al Sharpton's a great piece. I love him, him, but you know what I mean? Visually, yeah. if he would have. Right. But I think visually elected. for this ticket, a Biden Kamala, the optics of that. It would be fantastic. Right. Because so. you have female, African-American, older, established mm-hmm. man. You also feel like, God forbid, if. Biden cannot continue, or it also sets her up for almost the perfect uh, as a run run mm-hmm. four years later. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I think he probably would just go in for one term. 
Yeah, Joe. I hope. Uh, yeah, he's. What is he? Seventy four. Seventy four. I believe. Right. I mean, seventy four now. It's really not old. Right. But he'll be seventy eight. Well, Trump is. I, here's what I love about Trump. He's going after Biden for his age. Isn't he seventy three? He's seventy two. But still, seventy two. I mean, yeah. Same same thing. He just had a birthday, I think. Yeah, but. I I'm impressed with our entire even even with the 20 right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, what I want to what I want to make sure happens is that they don't the infighting amongst the democratic candidates doesn't get but for instance with the whole racial thing there's a little bit of this thing of people like calling Biden almost a racist now. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is if the other candidates they need to that. take when that we and get to the general. To Trump. Trump's going to use that, right? Yeah. They, right? Need, they say, "Yeah, that may have happened with so and so at that time." Mm-hmm. But what Trump is doing mm-hmm. is, you know, and then use that as a as a leaping point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to keep focus on hitting him time and time again. And I just want to give a word to people like in my age group, especially like 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. And I call myself a, a, an elder millennial. I'm at the tail end of being a millennial. Um, so I think the tail end of millennials are a lot more sophisticated, yeah. educated. And well, I mean, we're, we're a lot more well-informed than the late 20 well, year olds. You, you were not the snowflake. God, like, no. You didn't, you're not living in the parents' basement. Exactly. Right. And speaking of being a snowflake, I think that we get so emotionally attached to, oh, one person did one thing wrong, then we're done. Right. And what we call that is being canceled. So oh, it's a cancel yeah. culture. So, right. Michael, you do something wrong, you cut me off in traffic, you're canceled, which means I'm not having anything to do with and you I have ever. To be, I, have I have to, to be careful about that. <laughs> I, I have that basic personality in general. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn to not do that we have to we have to learn to not be so attached to this cancel culture because i've seen a lot of people who were originally kind of on the fence about biden after kamala went for him on the debate stage like oh no he's a racist i'm like guys there's so much more reading and research all these issues are so much more nuanced than a two-hour debate you know stage can do and if you're not doing your reading you're not doing your research if you're not actually getting informed on the policy positions you don't know these people's voting um records then to cancel somebody off of the woman going after him on on the debate stage is not really the smartest decision. So I want everyone to really get informed before you start making decisions. Use more than one source for your news. Please. Please. But you know, that's the problem we're talking about, and I'm not calling America dumb. We we did this the last show, right? Mm -hmm. I basically said, you know, hypothetically, it's, it's never going it's it's to happen. Mm-hmm. But imagine if, in order to vote, mm-hmm. we had to take a basic test of knowledge mm-hmm. of history or the issues. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd pass, right, but I'm okay. just saying that would we, that would never happen. First of all, in this country, but it almost that's what needs to happen because anybody, just everybody, having the right to right. vote and not being informed is kind of well. We don't. For it being part of the foundation of our democracy, yeah, you know, why aren't all fifty states voting mechanisms our machinery? Why isn't it all paper modern? ballots? Paper why don't we ballots. have a da- paper ballots? Yeah, paper trail, of course. Why don't we have the day off? Why is that That's not a national holiday? We don't make it important we don't. enough. No, nope. we don't. Yet we're going to another country, watch people dip their fingers in that purple link and hold it in the air to show that they voted, and we're so excited for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yet we do nothing. We don't. 
to hold accountability. This entire process has made like this entire administration and not I'm not just blaming this on Trump. I mean, this is Trump's presidency. I think Obama said it very eloquently has just exacerbated the problems that were already Already there. there. But it makes me look at how we go into other countries like Venezuela and, you know, try to strong arm other governments into picking the right candidate, the right leader. And we we are a shitty we're shitty right now. We are a shitty country when we're it comes to- We're not a shithole country. <laughs> we're not a shithole country. But we, I mean, we are showing our whole ass right now. Mm-hmm. And the We're hypocrisy. sending that as our first photo on Tinder. <laughs> right. Our whole ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Big girl yeah. stretch we're pants. We're showing our dirty kitchen on the Tinder. And stretch on pants where you look like a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> with no right. cover up. Oh, no. That's what we're doing. And I just think that we have fallen from grace. And I think that you were saying that we are like the foundation of our democracy is that we're supposed to vote and yeah. we're supposed to, you know, be informed. But this goes back to our education system. Mm-hmm. We're not like in, in school. The stuff I've learned after college and right. high school through documentaries and reading, I didn't learn that shit in school. Right. Like I learned about the Native Americans and then the pilgrims, Georgia history. And then I have a degree. Okay, and let's talk about Georgia history for oh. a second. Now, I we I have said this before, and people think I'm crazy. In my mind, in Georgia, there are people who think they won this. That Georgia won the war. Mm-hmm. That we did not lose. Right. It, it, I can't say it was taught that we won, but there's. Well, it really wasn't taught well, the, very much at all. The culture I mean, is that we we, and not meaning me, but. Uh-uh. We celebrate the South, the South the, our society in the South, especially beneath the Mason-Dixon line, yeah. really celebrates, they, they romanticize the Confederacy. Yeah, right. Well, the, I always heard growing up as a Northerner, mm-hmm. grew up in, born in Montana and raised in Ohio mm-hmm. and reared in West Hollywood. Mm. Well, that's, that's another a whole story. Other video. Reared. Yeah, right? It's a whole <laughs> other thing. I was always told that the South is still fighting the war. Yep. And when you go down, it does feel like that. And then when after Trump was elected, all those states that were trying to hold on to their Confederate statues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like, locked in, wow. Locked himself around them. And what that meant to them. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, wow. But yeah. it, it's, it's optics, too, because, you know, yeah. people forget. They may not know Atlanta is this huge... Metropolitan city. It's almost becoming like a New York, and then there more mm-hmm. more people are moving there. But you venture thirty minutes to an hour outside of yeah. the city limits, and Bubba and Confederate, Wilbur Confederate have, flags flying on the trucks. They they right. come, and then if you go south Georgia, as you go further south, or no, or even if you go up in the mountains. Yeah. But it's true in California. You oh, yeah. you can go up, you can leave Los Angeles and go to Lancaster, Palmdale, Acton. No offense to there's right. wonderful people living there. Honey, I did some work at Stetson University in Deland, Florida, Central uh-huh. Florida, and you want to? And I saw some messed up pickup trucks right. with Confederate flags flying on. Right. Yeah. So, I, like you said, yeah. but now it's like they used to be sort of. A subgroup, yeah. and now they are the group. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. these ra- these rallies. First of all, the what clan rallies. The clan rallies is still having. Yeah, rallies. Their clan rallies. They're clan rallies. Two, he did three a, years into he did his, it days after his presidency, yeah. he was holding re-election rallies. Yeah. Well, the scariest thing is back to these 2020. Yeah. I don't know if people, younger people, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of the millennials 
get how high the stakes are. But then I think, well, I guess I understand if they don't, because for, imagine if 16 was your first election mm. as a voter oh. and Trump gets in and you've never voted before. So in your mind, this is a normal election process. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. I mean, yeah, I'm saying, do you think that's, well, well, as far as like the millennial, like we're like what, 28 to 37. So everybody in my age group better damn understand. It might be the generation below. Whoever they are. Are they X? (laughs) I think they're like, are they Zers? I don't know what they are. That's sort of who I'm talking about. Okay. Like the early 20, yes. The first time voters to 40 probably, but. I would say definitely the 18 to like 25 year olds might just be over it because uh, like a lot of us were at that age, like a lot of us were at okay, that age. Okay, but we got to get, get over it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We, we definitely have to, um, we, we have to get those kids to be, you know, engaged. Yeah. Um, I do want to say this. Yeah. Um, I, John Cooper it was uh, the president of the democratic coalition. He had a really great tweet, a, great Twitter thread, rather. Um, he tweeted that one of his neighbors had a Trump sign in his yard before the 2016 election, but he took it down. The neighbor took the the Trump, sound, Trump sign down the other day, and John Cooper asked he, him why. And so he told us on Twitter, next time I see him, I'm going to ask him what the tipping point was. So he came back today and said, I just asked my neighbor why he removed the Trump sign from his lawn, where it had been for three years. He replied, I could not ignore his racism any longer. My 10-year-old son asked me why I still support him and I had no answer. If you lose your kids respect, Ooh. you've got nothing. Ooh. Isn't that the truth? Amen. Is it? So, that that's, that's beautiful. That's I'm yeah. hoping that what yeah. you just read is a, is happening more and more. Yeah. And even if if it's happening and they're not willing to say it out loud like this person, maybe it's a kitchen table talk mm-hmm. and that it's happening. It's going to take a 10-year-old to save the world. Yeah. Well, seriously, and and back to the same Gen X that we're talking about, on the same hand, I want to give them all the props because they are also the generation Mm -hmm. that is global warming is a big priority for them. Mm -hmm. And then going back to AOC and the the squad, squad, I love them. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, that press conference was powerful. I thought, yes, those four women standing up there, we need them and speaking out and just speaking from the heart. Yes. And it was, I tell you, we need to talk about optics. If you want to talk about optics, that's the kind of optics. And that's 2018 midterms. That's what the midterms brought out. I mean, AOC, if you watch her story, she was bartending. From Mm -hmm. a bartender to a powerful representative. So it's it's that. So we have to always remember what happened in the midterms and just hope that that's going to carry through you know to the to the election and shout out to bartenders i mean i used to bartend all the time and i listen sometimes in hollywood when those checks aren't coming in you got to pick up a bartending shift it beats hooking no nothing against hookers maybe it doesn't i don't know (laughs) if you strip and if you strip bartend at the strip club Right. That's probably good too. I'm sure it is. I haven't Especially done that. Especially if you fill if in when somebody have, gets the clap. If you have a cocktail mix kit on you when you're hooking. <laughs> when you're hooking. Oh, that's, a, that's right. double. But bartenders are like a ther- therapists. Well, yeah. Yes. And, and, and you get a pulse of like. Like hairstylists. You, right. Exactly. You so you get, get the to, pulse you get of the what's pulse. going on. So I, interesting. I want people 
whoever's listening out there in podcast world to really quit demeaning her for having just been a bartender because we're so used to these white collar elites. She's also very educated. She's very educated. Right. Just because you're, first of all, my parents always taught me that any line of work is honorable. If you're, if you're, if you're getting and making an honest buck, you're not robbing or stealing or killing. However you make your buck, if it's honest, it's honorable. Yeah, go ahead, you, Michael. You were handed tell you forty million dollars from no. your father, and right because you, know. you know I do a lot of catering. Yes, when, when acting isn't catering. paying the bills, I do a lot of catering. And the best compliment I can get when I'm on a catering job is when somebody asks me, "Is this your company?" Mm-hmm. I said, "No, but I work like it is because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter what you do." Do it well. He said, no, and I'm do sleeping it with the with owner. But that's a whole well, other yeah. story. You know, he's really good in bed. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but all your business is that out what there. they're calling it now? Digress. <laughs> but that's a good point. You have yeah. a good work, work ethic. It's, it's having so. a strong and never demean anybody for right. what they do. Yeah. You know, well, even remember who's what, taking your garbage to the dump. Thank you. It's just as important as that person who's it in, is. You know, in that yeah. Oval Office. When Obama first came on, that they they were demeaning him for being a community a- activist. Remember that was like a like that was a horrible. That's so silly. Like horrible thing. I want more AOCs because it's people yeah. like you, yes. Michael. You cater and me. You know, I've bartended. You want real people. You want real people like. I think that people like us have a better thumb to the pulse of what's going on in America yeah. mm-hmm. than the kid who's a trust fund trust baby fund. who's getting his grandma's, you know, whatever exactly. inheritance when he turns 25. And I'm not nothing against those kids. No. I don't know, like this is not a rich kid bashing session, not at all. but they're just some things that working class, blue collar, you know, mm-hmm. head in the ground people experience that sometimes you don't have to experience if the world is given to you. And that's what AOC is bringing to Congress. I appreciate. Yeah. And it yeah. brings up, I'm going to bring up Marianne Williamson because she is a friend of mine. She's been a dear friend for 30 years. I love her. So I know, but this is what's <laughs> happened with Marianne. Marianne is a brilliantly accomplished woman. She started Project Angel Food here in 1989, which was a life-saving meal service for people dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. I was one of the uh, coordinators for food delivery. Her lectures on A Course in Miracles yeah. was a magical time here for when we all met. I met yeah. the most amazing people. But Do I think being the president is her path? Mm-hmm. No. But she's somebody that she doesn't have to have political experience to, to be in politics. I agree you know, with you on that. She's a spiritual leader. And I, what she was trying to say at that first debate about children and taking, doing, being healthy before people get sick, she had some great points. She did. And I feel like even in women aren't supporting her. You know, the Annie Leibovitz photo session, they left Marianne out of the photo session with all the female candidates. They did not have her. They didn't invite her. And this whole thing about women supporting women. That's a mistake. I'm so mm-hmm. sick of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Hashtag me too women. Here's an example of how they demeaned her. And I love that Marianne took it. She has a, she's very funny. Yeah. So she made a joke about it or whatever. But it, it just bothers me that she's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the way the form, that first debate is set up, you have to claw to get anything in. So I'm hoping in this next debate, because she, she was on Stephen Colbert this week, brilliant what she had to say. Now, who watched it or not right. is, but interesting as a f- woman, as a that, woman. Yeah. yeah what's because your you guys, you that? guys couldn't see me because I was making all kinds of faces when, uh, yeah, when, you brought when I up. brought her name up. Um, 
I agree with you about what her points about the healthcare system. Um, I just finished reading Dr. Campbell's um, the book, The China Study, where mm-hmm. he basically takes on the healthcare industry and blames the lack of education about what we eat and how we exercise for um, for cancer. Essentially, right? Let's be healthy before Let's we be, get yeah. to illness. So I do appreciate that. And is she fit? Is Marianne? Is it Marianne or Marianne? Uh, Marianne. Marianne. Is she fit for president? No. Do I particularly think that she's fit for for political office? Um, She's not the classic political candidate. But at this point, I think we've moved so far from what the idea of classic political candidate is. However, as a public speaker, regardless of how brilliant her ideas were, and I do think that she had some solid points on the debate stage, as a public speaker who has to be forceful mm-hmm. and you have to work your way into the fight to be heard, yeah. I think she failed at that. And she said it. Yeah. She's admitted it. She okay. knows. I mean, she was, she talked about it on a recent talk show. She made it on The View. On The View, okay. She said, you know, but you get, you know, Marianne's whole 35 career is this spiritual mm-hmm. talking very calm to right. people, whatever. But I think she's going to step it up Okay. on... T- Tuesday or Wednesday? Well, that could be her last chance. Well, it probably will be. Right. I mean, she's raising money now. But I was just sort of tagging back to the AOC, the the fact that she wasn't a political person, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, Maybe Marianne has it worse because she has 30 years of doing something else, Mm -hmm. whereas a younger person... Just starting, just getting out there. Yeah, they look almost better because they're scrappy or coming in from being a bartender. But um, and, and AOC looks like she's got a future ahead yeah, of her. She does. Yeah. She looks Mar- like this is a natural path Don't get it twisted. Marianne has a book out right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, honesty, she's kind of doing what Trump was doing in 2016. Trump was not running to win president, in my opinion. He was running to shore up his brand. Well, he wanted the Trump channel. He yeah. never thought he was going to win. He was completely blown away. So he, in many ways, I think, in the beginning, he thought this is the worst thing that ever happened to him because, you know, he's trapped. Mm-hmm. This is a man who used to come down four floors from his apartment to his office. He had 12 board members and five of them were his family to answer to. Mm-hmm. His whole life has been turned upside down. But I think he got that taste of power. Mm. I mean, and now that's more power. What, oh, that's what yeah. changed him. It's like it, you know, and he got to see that he has all these senators that worship him. Yeah, it's so disgusting. So that's what's kind of scary. Yeah, but I heard an interesting little tidbit on the way over. I think it's just FBI or somebody is wanting to look into the private emails between Ivanka and her wife, um, husband, Jared. Oh, is he, is he a Miss Lindsay too? Honey. Okay. I don't want him. Oh, no, but... I didn't like the omen, the reg- movie. Regarding, <laughs> he was a kid. Exactly. <laughs> regarding the crown prince of uh, Saudi Arabia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, just, I mean, this is the fact that the kids are running the white. It's just so sad. Uh, yeah. I, we could go into it's just another overwhel- discussion it's too about overwhelming. nepotism and, you know, how capitalism corrupts. And again, I'm not anti. Mm-mm. You know, I don't even particularly know where I stand now because we were raised or I was raised or I think most of us are raised to be pro-capitalism. Mm. And now that when you have AOCs and Bernie Sanders promoting socialism, we're all aghast. But then when you really, really think about like the roots of capitalism, like capitalism is designed at its core to help people who are already ahead continue to get ahead. Right. So, oh, jump in. Michael. I'm going to say capitalism needs to have checks and balances. It does. 
that's where some socialism fits in. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, it has to be a balance. It can't be all one or all the other, Mm -hmm. because then we really get it. Well, even the European countries who get criticized constantly for being, you know, like totally socialist, they have checks and balances. Mm -hmm. I mean, democracies, I'm not talking about, you know, the dictatorships. But, you know, all the countries, Sweden, Denmark, the ones that, Switzerland, the ones that we always like, aspire to mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. But that's the question I have too. What do you think about um, Elizabeth Warren's everybody gets something for free? I mean, we're all going to pay it for it in taxes. But my take on her is she's Bernie, female Bernie, in that whatever you want, I'm going to find a way to pay for it with the ta- with the higher taxes. Mm-hmm. You want free education, you can have it. You want health care, you can have it. You don't want no student debt. Well, hold on a second. I'm going to get in trouble on this, but every kid that has student debt knew what they were doing when they got the student debt. They all, a lot of them signed up for the student debt. So as someone who did not graduate from college Mm -hmm. and who didn't acquire student debt, Mm -hmm. I need to be educated on how the fuck Mm -hmm. did the student debt, because I have friends who went to college on grants and they didn't pay a dime, and they didn't acquire tons of student debt. Okay, well, so let me. Let so me, I'm open. Let me I'm let not, me educate you. I'm not here to judge. And Michael, seriously. you jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I graduated from University of Georgia, and I had the Hope Scholarship because I maintained my GPA. So my Tell people what that is. So oh, a lot of people sorry. don't know. So the Hope Scholarship um, was founded after we got our lottery in 1996. It was Zell Mil- it was Miller. Zell Miller, and basically, if you main if you graduate from high school with a 3.0 and maintain it throughout college. Your basic tuition is paid at any paid. state at, at, at any state school, but um, I had Hope Scholarship. But there were so many other expenses that were not covered right. under the Hope Scholarship. I mean, I can't go back all those years and try to like no, but receive, there's like, housing you and know, food and and, and the Hope and Hope granted pays for most you know most of that. But does it pay for books? I don't remember if it paid. I don't think yeah. it paid for so books. So these are the kind so, of things that so, add up. And my mom was newly widowed. I mean, not, well, kind of, well, she had been a widow for maybe four or five years. And no, granted, like we came from a two-parent household. She wasn't a, we weren't coming from a two-parent household anymore. Right, right. So there were some expenses that we had mm-hmm. as a family that Hope didn't cover. So right. there were some loans that we took out. Right. Um, I didn't take out a massive amount of loans, but I had student loan debt when I, gra- I had a private loan mm-hmm. and I had a, had a, a federal loan. I, my private loans are paid off. I have one more federal loan. Right. It's really not that much. But I am atypical in the sense of I don't have thousands upon right, thousands. Right. And I recognize and I'm grateful for that. But when you're 18 years old and all you want to do is go to college and get a degree. It's like degree, when they send credit cards to us well, at 18. No, I, I, don't, yes. I, I don't even think it's that. Wow. I don't even think it's is. Simple I think as that. It's, it's not that simple because we are taught from the time we're five years old. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be when you grow mm-hmm. up, Nancy? I want to be a doctor. I want to be a go lawyer. At any expense, no one ever really says, go be a plumber because plumbers make three times as much as you're going to make as a broadcast journalism major right away. Hello. So to your point, Jasper. People should be doing being plumbers And electricians. Right now. I totally agree. So trade school. Trade schools should be I t- I touted totally. as a better option. So our society 
applauds and forces and reinforces education, higher education at every single turn. And you're 18 years old and some people don't come from two-parent households. It's some almost people are like what happened the with the housing crisis eight yeah. years yes. ago. Yes. Home ownership, college yeah. degree right. and home ownership yeah. were two things that Predatory were Predatory loans. I, I'm seeing right. now, yes. I'm seeing yes. what you're saying. That's I, I had about 4,000 plus in loans mm-hmm. for my undergrad. And then my graduate was like 10 times mm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I got hit with all these, oh, you can consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. I had so much predatory action happening mm-hmm. around me. And I was overwhelmed at the amount of it right. that I just tried to ignore mm-hmm. it. That's what- and then I had, oh, oh, credit card offers. And, and then the interest builds my, up. And- yes, and you can increase your credit limit, this and that. And then before I know it, I've got all these credit cards with all this debt. And I'm like, Wow. Right. And when you're 18 mm-hmm. and starting school and you get that fresh yeah. credit card application. That's why I thought of it. Plus your student loan. Plus your student loan. Yeah. Then you're like, you're getting all this free money, right. which is kind of like Brigadoon. It's kind of out there in the ether. It doesn't really exist, but mm-hmm. it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And then you get caught up in that. You do. And the fear can be so overwhelming. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. I, yeah. That's that's how we got well, I've got 60-year-old friends that are yeah. that are dealing with student loan debt still. Right. I'm 53 and dealing with Yeah. It. I mean, that's my point. Like, I, and, and honestly, I've been really naive because mm-hmm. I didn't go through that. So... I want to tell you something too, Jasper. Yeah. While, while we're educating you on Michael and I are giving you the business yes. on the student loans. Um, my I, Even though I have one technically federal student loan, it's divided up into four different ones. So like when I was like 28 or 29, like I missed a few payments. Uh-oh. Just Yeah, I missed a few payments on this one federal student loan. I don't know if I was out of a job. I don't remember what the circumstances were. I just could have been being irresponsible. Drunk. That is my fault. <laughs> drunk. Right. But because, between the hedges. Between the hedges. Drunk it was after a Georgia game. The due <laughs> date. For like three months after a Georgia game. Like just forgot about it. Like you said, Michael, yeah. just forgot about it. Wasn't checking my mailbox. Right. Whatever. We all did that. This federal, this one federal student loan that was divided up into four payments went on my credit oh. as a late payment, four accounts late for three months. Oh. So it ended up being four, four, four. So I had like 16 late payments. Oh. So when I tell you, not only when you turn 18, are you bombarded with all this information, financial information you don't understand, even into your 20s. It took me, it's tra- it, it's it, took, following it you. took that happening for me to understand, yeah. why do I have 16 late payments? I only missed it three and a half times. No, bitch. You missed it <laughs> one, two, three, four times each no month. No educated, bitch. <laughs> right, right. So they so they get you at every turn. Can't oh, yeah. say dumb, bitch. <laughs> right. No. Educated, bitch, this is your fault. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. And let me, full disclosure, I'm 100% for free education. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. against what Elizabeth Warren and Bernie right. are saying. I'm 100% But I for think it. the loan forgiveness, I'm all for it too. Me too. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, questionable, let's say, behavior from from the uh, loan sharks out there. there yeah. That have made was it, it happen. George W., wasn't he trying to... Did did he forgive some people? Or is it Clinton? Didn't Clinton, on his way out, 
forgive a bunch of student loans or am I completely he high? some people. I don't, well, I know he pardoned. I guess you can't pardon a student loan, but... That would be um, helpful. I felt like he, one of them, maybe it was Clinton, did something in terms of, or tried to do something with student loans. Well, anyway, that's... Look that up. But that's oh, yeah. back to what, Erica, when you bring up the socialist thing, I believe that's going to be a problem going into the election. If the Democrat Party is getting painted with this socialist brush mm-hmm. then first it was liberal now yeah. it's socialist mm-hmm. i think we're gonna have to this mm-hmm. is not me personally like you said about biden he's not my choice but we're gonna have to be in the centrist somewhere a little closer to the middle to to win we're not gonna get yes. i'm not trying to change trump voters minds but there there is a group now and it may be the people you just quoted this particular father who talked about he regrets apparently white educated women who had voted for Trump the first time around a combination of oh, me too and we need all a camera the, in here. but i mean they've apparently seen the light in many no, ways. they no, they haven't. Well, some have. Because, they need to turn the light on to see. Thank you, it. because yeah. the white women that we that we can blame for getting Trump into to office are the same white women who were voting for Roy Moore in yeah. Alabama. Are the yeah. same yeah. white women Kavanaugh. who who supported Kavanaugh. Are yeah. the same white women who are you see behind Trump in the rallies. Are the yeah. same white women who helped Brian Kemp steal right. the Georgia um, gubernatorial right. election. And I hate that it comes down. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just the facts. It comes down to white women mm-hmm. being complacent and falling in line with their white, instead, with their white husbands or their their white daddies. Uh-huh. And then it comes to black women having to really get snatch us out somebody and up by the hair, snatch you by your edges, drag your ass, drag you by your edges. It's like I t- I said on Facebook when I was more political on Facebook, and now I just keep it strictly football and entertainment because right. Facebook. I mean, I'm from Georgia, so it's, you can imagine what my Facebook looks like. But I was like, black women. Like we we are your nannies. Like and, I'm, and I don't want to like oversimplify the role of black women in society, but like a lot of white women in the South have black women nannies. Like we well, co- well, black women do it all. We do it all, and like we are the caregivers. The father, we're the we're their nurturers. Yeah, and like I, I cannot I cannot reconcile how so many white women who have black women in your homes taking care of your children can go to the poll and vote for a candidate whose policies are completely antithetical to helping the woman who you yeah. call family. It's yeah. fucking well, bizarre to me. The sad part is it's similar to the same people who have a Mexican gardener or a Mexican Those nanny. are people happy with double standards. Oh, yeah. But don't yeah. understand what a double standard truly means. Mm-hmm. All I could tell you is... I saw the other day, I have family members that live in Mississippi, and this is not them, mm-hmm. but I saw a posting something around that, and there was, I mean, I can't believe it. There was a, a family, and they had a, a group fo- family photo, not my family, let me just keep saying, <laughs> but in the vicinity, um, and the housekeeper, the black housekeepers had on uniforms, like from the movie The Help, mm. like the like Hazel, the sitcom, except this was two weeks ago. And they had, they had the black was this housekeepers. A gathering. Well, I think she made the food <laughs> right. after she took her insulin. <laughs> Fat racist bitch. Put some butter. I wasted right. seven dollars on that buffet in, in Savannah. But it was so good though. <laughs> so good. The food, the best fried okra ever. Oh, and macaroni. But no, and my point is, we have, we have either we've regressed. Are we never progressed and we're just seeing it now? I don't know what it is. I was in denial that I thought the South and parts of the other con- part of the country had progressed a lot more racially. And apparently, it's a pendulum. It really is. Mm-hmm. I think we do take those steps forward because, but until it becomes a habit, 
we gravitate back towards what is comfortable. Right. That's just. But it. wouldn't it? So what? In conclusion, because I can't believe that we're going to wrap it up here. Wouldn't it be just outstanding to think we could have a Biden or a Kamala, whoever, but mm-hmm. to see that ticket with the black yeah. woman? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, in the in the liberal fantasy world of all, <laughs> it would be Kamala as president and Mayor Pete as vice president. Yeah, then we would check I, all, all kinds of boxes. We would, but but that's a dream. The flyover states will never let that yeah. happen. Although, in <laughs> talking about Mayor Pete, I've been so pleasantly surprised how well-received he is by so many Republicans. A lot of Republicans are, because they actually think of well, him as... He just happens to be gay. I was going to say, that's a conversation for another day. Because, right? I mean, I am finding the more time I spend in West Hollywood that even gay white men have a certain supremacy about themselves yes. that allows them to, I guess, blend in with straight white men who may be Christians, maybe not. And I think that's the privilege that Mayor Pete is being afforded by right. Republicans. Right. Yeah. Mayor Pete and Michael will get this. Looks like a, a log cabin Republican. He's yeah. not. Oh, it's true. But he looks like it, right? He does. If, and if he looks people like look a up Republican. log cabin Republican, if you don't know, what so we're they're talking. so confused. <laughs> it's very confused because he <laughs> looks. He looks one way, and then he's speaking something yeah. else. And then he says, "My husband." They're like their heads start spinning, <laughs> which right. is right. And and I'm going to take back religion. Uh, you don't own religion. I do, but that's a whole other show. Mm-hmm. Which please, Erica, come back anytime. I'm Tell right everyone the where they can follow. Oh, yeah, guys. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. My Twitter is mostly like I rant and cry about Georgia sports and basketball. And then I might have a political thought here and there. But I'm a fun follow. Erica's also a very accomplished sports journalist, which we did not mention in the beginning. One day. Yeah, she's a sports journalist. (laughs) And Michael, where people can stalk you as usual. Yes. Between the hedges. Right. Yes. I want to be between Uh, your hedges. Do you trim the hedges? I do. Wax? Or shave. Yes. Both. At Michael Taylor Gray on Twitter. M-I-K-E-L-T-A-Y-L-R-G-R-A-Y. And then you can find me on the IG with the standard spelling of Michael. And what is your grinder again? I, I don't, I'm not on grinder or, or Scruff. Which Scruff. one are you no, on? I'm not. Silver Daddy? None of them. None of it? Not right now. Oh, that could change. Are you, your status has changed? That could change. No. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> oh, God, no. no. He's still a whore. Don't let <laughs> so that I'm a change. bride of Christ, honey. Please. A bride he of is Christ. not taken. Yeah. I'm bride of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to 101 with Jasper Cole, and we will see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for checking out 101 with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.